Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 is where I'm reading from this morning. And it's an amazing passage of Scripture. But if you don't have it, don't have your Bible with you, it's okay. We're going to put it up on the wall behind me. But Paul says this. He says in verse uh, 1 of chapter 8, he says, Now, friends, I want to report on the surprising and generous ways in which God is working in the churches in Macedonia province. Fierce troubles came down on the people of these churches, pushing them to the very limit. The trial exposed their true colors. They were incredibly happy, though desperately poor. The pressure triggered something totally unexpected, an outpouring of pure and generous gifts. I was there and I saw it myself. They gave offerings of whatever they could, far more than they could afford, pleading for the privilege of helping out in the relief of poor Christians. This was totally spontaneous, entirely their own idea, and caught us completely off guard. What explains it was that they had first given themselves unreservedly to God and to us. The other, simply flo- the other giving simply flowed out of the purposes of God working in their lives. That's what prompted us to ask Titus to bring the relief offering to your attention. So that what was so well begun could be finished up. You do so well in so many things. You trust God, you're articulate, you're insightful, you're passionate, you love us. Now, Paul says, do your best in this too. And he finishes here, he says, so this is what I think. The best thing you can do right now is finish what you started last year and not let those good intentions grow stale. Your heart's been in the right place all along. You've got what it takes to finish it up, so go to it. Once the commitment is clear, you can do what you can, not what you can't. Listen to these words. The heart regulates the hands. It's the way it should always be. This isn't so others can take it easy while you sweat it out. No, you're shoulder to shoulder with them all the way. Your surplus matching their deficit, their surplus matching your deficit. In the end, you come out even, as it is written, nothing left over to the one with the most, nothing lacking to the one with the least. I want to preach a message this morning, this Heart for the House Sunday. If you want to um, write down the title of this message, When Vision and Generosity Collide. When Vision and Generosity Collide. Let's pray. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to open your word, preach your word, teach your word, Lord. But more than anything, Lord, we thank you for the impact that happens, Lord, when we read your word, when we, we get under it, God. Something changes, Father. Thank you for revelation today that comes from heaven. And God, we're so grateful for the opportunity to build your house, Lord, and for, for this to be a spirit that we carry, Lord, this spirit that Paul's talking about, about the church in Macedonia province. God, we thank you for the opportunity to build your church and everything you're doing, Lord. We're grateful for it, God. We pray for colonial kids right now, Lord. Thank you that you're building their little spirits, God. You're putting into them. And um, the future never looks so good for colonial kids. In Jesus' name, we all said together, Amen. Amen. I want to come around a question right now, just for a few minutes. This question, what happens when vision and generosity collide? What happens when those two things happen? 
When that impact takes place, what happens in that moment? What happens in that season? What happens in that, in that event? And maybe you've seen it happen in your own life. I was talking to a friend of mine just recently, and it was a really cool conversation. He, he was just chatting and sharing with me about his own desire to be able to buy a house for him and his wife and future family. And he was really, really excited about it. And he was sharing like, this, I believe, is the next step for us. He said, this is the next step for us. It was vision that he was sharing about his own life and how he wanted to see it fulfilled. He wanted to buy a house. And by the way, I am all about people moving forward in life. I love it, especially our team. I'm always encouraging them. Hey, like, go to the next step. You know, let's believe God for great things for you and your family. And so that was kind of the situation with this guy. And he shared with me that, you know, there was kind of something holding him back. He said, you know, basically I've got like this outstanding debt. It's a, it's a student loan, loans type situation from education many years before. And it was still just a burden. It was something that was holding them back from being able to go forward towards the vision that he had. And so we talked about it. And, you know, I sort of threw in my two cents as best I could as a friend and I guess also a pastor and just, you know, really tried to encourage him. And it was about a week or two later, he got back with me. He said, man, you're never going to believe it. You're never going to believe what happened. Remember I was telling you about that, about that debt that I had? Someone close to him had come through and contacted him and said, hey, I want to take care of that debt so you can buy your, buy your first house. And it was so awesome to, to just see the look on his face and just like the joy on the inside because this is what had taken place. Listen to me, friends. Vision and generosity collided. There was an amazing impact that took place. Vision and generosity collided. The debt was paid. The vision was able to be realized. The potential was then going to be fulfilled. And that's the thing that happens right here in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Paul's talking about this generous spirit. He's talking about this generosity that's welling up inside the church um, in the Macedonia province. There's something that's welling up on the inside of them that makes them want to take their generosity and have it collide with God's vision. And it's powerful. And it's powerful. So this morning, three things. As you know, three points always, right? You're welcome. Three thoughts from the text today about this glorious, holy collision that take place. But what, what prompted this? What, what caused this? What, why was it so? Why was it so amazing that it causes the greatest apostle that ever lived, who wrote, wrote most of the New Testament that we now have, to report on this generosity? Why was it? Well, number one, I believe they gave this church, this, these churches in this region, they gave because number one, they gave because they loved God. They loved God. They loved the master Jesus. Look at it in verse 5. It says this was totally spontaneous, entirely their own idea, and caught us completely off guard. And look, Paul actually makes it clear. He says, what explains it was they first, they'd first given themselves unreservedly to God and to us. You notice the step process, one and two. It's not the other way around. They'd given themselves to God and to us. The other giving simply flowed out of the purposes of God working in their lives. They were devoted to Jesus and they were generous. Why did they give? Why did, the, why did the generosity well up? Well, because they were impacted by the gospel. They were impacted by the gospel. Do I have any friends in church today that have been impacted by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Their lives were changed because of Jesus. They'd had a one-on-one -on -one encounter themselves with Jesus. 
and the message of the good news. And then they were generous. It's amazing the way that they loved God so much. They'd been so impacted by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It caused them to have this kind of generosity. It caused them to to go over and above. And you know, when it comes to us as a church being generous, why are we generous? Because it's a good idea. No, we're generous because it's a God idea. We're generous because we're investing in revival in our city. We're investing in the future of what God wants to do. What is God going to do? He's going to send the gospel to impact people. And that's exactly what these guys believed. And this is what we believe as a church. We're going over and above. We're doing everything we can. Why? Because we know the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ impacting a person's heart and then being completely changed forever. That's why. So they first had given themselves to God. Number two, they gave because they aligned themselves to what God was doing. They lined themselves up. That's what that means. They lined themselves up. They said, God is doing this, and we're going to line right up to it. And we're going to get involved. We're going to do something that, that is radical. But all we are doing is we're saying we're on board with this. And I believe that could be a word for someone today. You might be looking at all of this and talking about revival coming this coming Good Friday. We're going we're gonna to have a, uh, an all-in service at the amphitheater. We're going big. We're going for it. But maybe something that you need to do is just say, you know what, I'm on board. I want to line myself up. I want to get on board with what God is doing. See, there's power in our lives, friends, when we line ourselves up with what God is doing. See, God is moving through his church. We're not the only church where God is moving, but God is moving through his church. And it's powerful when we as individuals, as believers, decide, just like the churches in this province, decide, you know what? God is moving. There is, there is revival happening. And I'm not just going to sit here and wait. I'm going to get involved in what's happening in this city. They were aligned. They weren't aligned with a person. They weren't aligned with Paul. Greatest apostle. They weren't, they weren't aligned with him. They were aligned with what God was doing. That are aligned with not some man-made movement. And you can I just say, I'm, I'm grateful for organizations that do great things. I'm grateful for, for people that come up with great um, opportunities that help people that are man-made things. But there is nothing man-made about the church. The church is a church of the Lord Jesus Christ, which means this. He's the head. He's the head of the church. And the church is a supernatural, super spiritual organization. It is not man-made. So what are we doing? We're aligning ourselves with something that is so much bigger than what we can even comprehend. God is doing something on such a high level we could never understand. All of it. But we can absolutely, listen to me, line ourselves up with it. Get on board with it. Be a part of it. One of my favorite sayings is this, what I'm a part of is, sorry, what I'm a part of is much bigger than the part that I play. And can I just say, I'm so grateful for that because if it, was, if it was up to me to come up with the whole thing, it would be a mess. It would be a joke. It'd be a waste of time. What I'm a part of is so much bigger than even the part I play. So they align themselves up to what God was doing. He even says it. He says, the other giving simply flowed out of the purposes of God. Listen to it. Working in their lives. So their lives were going, they were doing their thing, but God was working in their lives. They'd lined their life up with whatever God was doing. So that's number two. And number three is this. They gave what they could, not what they had to. 
See, they gave what they could, not what they had to. Paul's encouraging voice, he says that, that your hearts have been right all along. You've got what it takes to finish it up, so go to it. Once the commitment is clear, look at it, you do what you can, not what you can't. You do what you can, not what you can't. The heart regulates the hands. See, I believe that's the spirit over our church. The spirit in our church is simply this. It's not, it's not what we have to do. It's what we get to do. It's what we get to be a part of. You don't have to give anything in our church. You don't have to do anything in our church. You're welcome to come. But we have a spirit that's so much greater, and I believe it's lined up with the spirit of the early church, which is, man, this, is, this thing is too good for me not to be involved. Yeah. It's not about me having to do it. What do you mean I have to? I don't have to do anything, man. I'm all in because I want right. to. Be. I'm all into this thing because it is awesome what God is doing. I am all in because I get to, not because I have to. Sacrificial giving is something that today's Half of the House offering is all about, sacrificial giving. We're believing over and above. It's once a year, free will offering. By the way, free will means free will. No one in our church is twisting your arm to do anything. It is 100% free will offering, but we do it once a year, what? Sacrificial giving. But like Paul says, you give what you can. You do what you can. You do what you feel led to do. The heart regulates the hands. Can I encourage you in life? That's the best way you can live your life is the heart regulates the hands. But the hands are a good example of something that God has given you that you can then use to the glory of God in Jesus' name. So what were they? Well, they gave because they loved God they gave because they'd aligned themselves, and they gave what they could. I'm really excited today because this half of the house year, this year, and we're really excited about this because we're going to take the first 10% of this year's half the house offering and just give it away. We're just going to give it away. We believe in first fruits in our church. We believe in the principle of the first. It is what we teach about. We believe in. I encourage everyone I can to tithe, not for, not for my sake, not for our church's sake, but for your sake. Because there's joy when you put God first and see Him working in your life. It's just an absolute principle we can align ourselves to and live by. So we're going to apply that principle to the half of the house offering. We're going to do it. We're just going to give away the first 10%. But we're going to give it away to an organization that we believe in, we love, we care about. And there is an absolute heart tether between our house as a church and this organization. And that's Vision Rescue. And Vision Rescue is an awesome organization. And they're doing an incredible job in India in the slums of India, taking people literally from a place of hopelessness where it's just, there's just so much hopelessness to a place of hope, feeding children, having an unbelievable impact, sending the gospel into the slums of India. And it's so awesome to see what they're doing. And so we're actually blessed today. We've got Adam Robertson with us from Vision Rescue, which is awesome. So hey, I want to invite Adam to come. But can we stand and can we thank him as he comes up right now? We're going to come up and have a little chat. Just as we do that, we're just going to watch a quick video. You can be seated. We're just going to watch a quick video about Vision Rescue and what they do. Mumbai's got 24 million population and 300,000 street kids. For them, the daily life is, what about food today? So if they don't do this, if they don't beg, or if they don't go to work today, they won't have food to eat today. 
Well, this has been the 10th year of Vision Rescue. You know, when we started, we started with about six kids on a railway station platform. Didn't know what to do. Didn't have a clue about what we were doing. And uh, we started with feeding the kids. But when we understood the need was bigger than that, uh, we went into education. You know, bus really helped us to take the school to where the kids were, take church to where the kids were. Thank God for what God has enabled us to do with the bus. But the word that God really gave me is think outside the bus. There is a lot more to be done in each community. And there is a lot more children to be reached out in each community. So we decided to have a community center and have a community worker for each community so that there is more focus, so that there is more depth into what we are able to do in each community. Since the kids have been coming to school, the parents have been seeing the difference in the kids and they're able to read and write, like the parents themselves don't know how to read and write. Helping them see that, you know, if you can get your kids educated now, you can have a better tomorrow. And this is not just giving a temporary solution. You are changing their lives. You're changing their destiny. You know, you are changing generations because of your partnership, because of your giving, because of your sacrifice. You are helping them to make wise decisions which will change lives for generations to come. So great. Oh man, that's so... What an amazing video, just seeing the work on the ground and um, so great to have Adam with us and his family now and whether he likes it or not, he's Amen. family. I accept it. <laughs> I'll receive it. But actually, we have, a, uh, we have a video that Biju recorded. I texted him last night. I said, hey, you know, would you be able to just say hi to everyone? So Biju's going to say hi real quick. So let's play, let's play the tape. Hello, Matt and Jill and everybody at Colonial Church. Greetings from Mumbai, India. Uh, this is Biju Thampi. I want to say a big, big thank you to all of you from the bottom of my heart for partnering with Vision Rescue, for your faithful, consistent um, giving and standing with us. You are changing the lives of people in India. And as you are uh, entering into this new year with new commitments on your Vision Sunday, I pray that the Lord will expand your territory, enlarge your lives, your family, your business, and bless you abundantly. And uh, I'm sure you're gonna enjoy having Adam Robertson with you today. Uh, he's one of my dearest persons that I love very dearly and I believe he will bless you. And uh, love you guys, God bless you, and I hope to see you soon. Awesome. <laughs> Pastor Brian and Pastor Bijou all in one Sunday. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's been a good, pretty good day. Yeah. So, uh, man, we're so grateful to have you here. And um, yeah, do you, do you want to just just start off by you've got an amazing story. Like uh, he, Adam is incredible. He he's the Vision Rescue kind of ambassador here in the U.S. Leads the whole ministry from the U.S. perspective. Um, you know, just just partnering and making so much. The you know, you've got a big world. But talk a little just just briefly about your journey to, to even coming to here to, to this this thing called Vision Rescue. Well, how how long do we have? Do we, we have uh, till about, about one, one seven o'clock? seconds? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll see if I can sum it up in seven seconds. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I've been involved with Vision Rescue for about three years, but uh, about four years ago, um, I was uh, diagnosed with a, with a brain tumor. 
and um, just it was a sort of a, a very traumatic thing. Uh, it came out of nowhere. Was not expecting it. Uh, prognosis was was not was not good at all. Was expected to lose uh, some or all of my memory. Um, I was in the 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 energy business before that. Part of the reason why Maddie and I connected so so easily is we had so much in common. Uh, you know, coming out of energy into ministry. Uh, but but back then was in energy and just you know the the expectation was you know you're don't expect to go back to your job, you know, teach your wife how to do all your finances, take care of everything because you will probably lose your memory. So uh, you'll be in ICU for, you know, three weeks trying to recover, figure out what you've lost. And uh, the, the, the short version uh, is that God did an absolute miracle. I was home in two days and have had no issues at all. <laughs> Pretty incredible. And then about four months later, we almost lost my youngest daughter in a drowning accident. Uh, which was, uh, she should not be here, but she's here today. She's a healthy, active six-year-old, and uh, she should not be here, but she's here by God's grace. And uh, so, yeah, uh, God really had my attention. Yeah. <laughs> Complete and total undivided attention. What, what do you want? Yeah. And, uh, you know, about that time is when uh, uh, God entered, uh, or God introduced Bijou into my life, uh, Pastor Bijou, and just uh, fell in love with Vision Rescue and said, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. So awesome. What a great story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, by the way, I meant to say, you know, just heart tether is a great way to put it. I hope you're so thankful for your leadership, for your pastors, Maddie and Jill. They are the real deal. They are amazing. Uh, they are like family to us now. So, and I know Bijou and Saku feel the same way. So I hope you know how blessed you are to have this, this couple leading you in church. They're incredible. So, yeah. Well. This story, this vision rescue story is amazing. And, um, you know, that, that man that we just heard talk, I mean, w w was anyone here when he preached in church a couple years ago? Yeah, a few hands. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. There's like a lot of new people have started coming to our church since that point. And so was, I really wanted him to say hi. Um, but Bijou, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say this, and it's a, big, it's a big thing to say, but I believe it's true, is that man is like the Billy Graham of India right now. Um, he oversees an organization of, of well over 3,000 churches in India. Um, he is just, he, he's got an anointing over his life. He's, he's got a prophetic um, edge to his ministry. Um, you know, we've witnessed that, Jill and I, in our own life, and we have an amazing relationship, but he is just making, and they are just making such a big impact. But just to frame up for context for us, would you be able to just tell us a little bit about India and, and why India? Like, why, why is it so important that you guys are there on the ground doing what you do and why it's so important for us to partner as well? Yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> actually, uh, uh, I think Katie, before, before service, framed this up really well when she asked the question, you know, why? I mean, a lot of us are why people. We want to know the why. And once we know the why, we can be all in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge question, you know, for, for us in the U.S., for you in St. Augustine, for me, and I'm, I'm, I'm a Texan. I'm in Texas. Why? Why should I care about what's going on on the other side of the world? But I think this is a very strategic country. And actually, I have a couple of slides that maybe we can throw up on the screen that just talk to the, the strategic na nature of India. Mm. Um, just as a country, I mean, you're talking about a country that will overtake China as the most populous country in the world in the next few years. I mean, it's, it really has like 20% of the world's population in one country. Wow. Uh, it's the fifth largest economy now. Uh, there's tremendous wealth in the country, 
Uh, the, the world's most expensive residence is in Mumbai, where Vision Rescue's headquarters. $1.25 billion single residence. Uh, can you imagine the commission on that real estate deal? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just tremendous wealth, but at the same time, tremendous poverty, tremendous need. Uh, 40% of the world's poorest people are in India. Uh, over a third of the unreached people groups in the world are in India, people who have never heard the name of Jesus, people who do not have the scripture in their own language. So there's huge spiritual poverty, huge physical poverty. And the, the governmental regime that's in place now is an aggressive nationalist regi regime, and they are trying to shut down Christianity. They want to make a pure Hindu state where to be Indian means to be Hindu, culturally, socially, uh, politically, religiously, yeah. all of it. So they, the, the prime minister shut down over half of the nonprofits that work in the country. Primarily, a lot of them are Christian. Uh, it's just a really, really tough place to, to be a Christian right now. And the church is going underground, and the church is doing what the church always does in hard times and persecution. Yeah. It's thriving, it's growing, but it's just become really, really difficult, yeah. really hard. And um, as well, we need to be praying for, for Pastor Biju as well, because he is so influential that he's, he's actually targeted yeah. in, in a lot of ways by some of these groups that don't want Christianity to succeed. And so we need to be praying for protection over him and his family. Um, as well as that, another organization we love and partner with is Compassion International. And we love Compassion, but Compassion has actually been completely driven out of India. Yeah. So they're not even allowed to be there. Yeah. And, um, and so that kind of leads me to my next question. And something that we could talk about is, is how you guys go about doing what you do. Like, could you tell us a little bit about the impact and how you guys do what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So so Pastor Bijou, he talks about seeing his organization as sort of a bird with two wings, and one wing is the church movement, and, and, and Pastor Matty talked about that. There's, there's over 3,000 churches in India. There's even more churches in surrounding countries, uh, and so that's a huge part of it. But Vision Rescue is really the charitable arm of the church. They started it to be that. They started Vision Rescue to be the arm of the church that went into the largest slums and the largest cities and made impact. Uh, but what's happened is because of what's going on in the, in the country, uh, politically, they've secularized Vision Rescue so that it can go into the slums and do its work, bringing education, nutrition, health care, job skill training. Their, their goal is to try to lift up those that have no hope. Um, I'm reminded of uh, Jesus when he first starts his ministry, and it talks about this in Luke 4. He goes to the synagogue in Nazareth, his hometown. And he, he gets the scroll of Isaiah and he reads it and it says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because I've been anointed to proclaim good news to the poor, freedom for the captives, yeah. restore sight to the blind, set the oppressed free and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That sums up what Vision Rescue is all about. We're there to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to, pro to proclaim that people, even though your culture would call you the lowest caste, would call you untouchable, we believe that there's a God that sees value in you. Wow. We believe there's a God so that good. sees you for who you are, that you're more than just a bunch of cells. You're more than, than what your culture says you are, that there's value, and we are going to invest in you and try to lift you up. And then, man, once you have that relationship, then the, the gospel's ripe to be shared, right? Yeah. So that's what our goal is. That's amazing. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> And then, I guess just to just to sort of you know come to a close, I just wanted to ask you if you could share that stat 
that you shared with me at dinner last night about in three years what's happened since even just you've been on board. Um, So you came along and this kind of impact was happening and then how much impact are you guys having right now? Yeah, so uh, when I came on three three years ago that there was no organization in the U.S. So, I mean, our, our job was really to come and be the errand to Bijou being Moses, we're to lift up his arms and help him do this work. And so when I started three years ago, we were impacting about 2,000 kids per day, about 10,000 people when you consider family members. And we're now impacting over 10,000 kids a day and over 50,000 people. So it's just incredible. And, and, and that's due in large part to, to, to partners like, like you guys. I mean, we could not do what we do with, without you. And I love, this is something Pastor Bijou says a lot is that, um, when you invest in your local church, when you in St. Augustine invest in your church, it's like you have long arms. You grow long arms. You're not just touching your community here, but you're literally touching the ends of the earth, the places that need Jesus more than anywhere else. Isn't that incredible, though, that you, by investing in this house, that you're investing on a house on the other side of the world, and we couldn't do it without you, church. So thank so you good. so much for standing with us. It means so much. Well, from the bottom of our heart, we just want you to know that we love you. And Jill and I, we're 100% behind you and Carissa and everything you guys are doing stateside. And we are 100% behind everything that's happening in Mumbai and our church. You've got a whole big family now full of people that, um, you know, are family. And so we're committed to this, right, church? We believe in it. We believe that God's doing something. And like like that scripture in 2 Corinthians 8, we're just going to line ourselves up with what God is doing. And we're... We're excited to hear the next praise report, and absolutely. I think next year I'm gonna I'm, I'm coming to Mumbai, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my debut. And uh, you are always welcome. <laughs> You'll probably get put on the pulpit, though. I'm just okay. warning you. Okay, but I gotta understand that the most the church doesn't understand my accent now. Here, imagine what it's gonna be like in India. So uh, anyway, so can we thank Adam for for being here? And... Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.